And I'm Rebecca, and we are Mama Bear Apologetics. Apologetics. We're just two gals talking about life's big questions from a biblical worldview. Because when it comes to the battle of ideas, we need to be able to say, mess with my kids and I will demolish your arguments. You mess, I demolish. Got it? Capiche? (laughs) (laughs) Rise up, ladies. Rise up, Mama Bears. This might not affect your faith, but it might affect your children's. Welcome to another episode of Mama Bear Apologetics. I'm Hillary. I'm Rebecca. And so today we're going to be talking about something that really is kind of current in the news, and it's regarding California Bill 2943. Now, I've heard a lot of people posting things. In fact, I've, I've seen some people getting mad on people posting things saying, oh, this this bill bans Bibles. So we're just going to ask the question. Is it clickbait? Is right? it, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> clickbait, kind of like the title that we've got. Does the California Bill 2943 actually ban Bibles? So that's kind of the question that we're asking, but also for the purposes of a lot of the articles that I see, they talk all about the bill, but they don't actually read the bill. Yeah. And so I figure what better way for moms to really be informed on this than to actually read the bill. God help us. <laughs> Legal language. Oh my it's gosh. just beautiful prose. Oh right? yeah, beautiful prose. <laughs> Some might call it that. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're actually going to read this bill with you, and we're going to just—we can't read it in its entirety because it's like I don't know, twenty pages. <laughs> uh, but be, we're going to read the parts that are relevant to this yeah. discussion. And so, first off, I want to say that this bill is technically called—I think well, I can't find the actual name, but it's a bill talking about unlawful business practices. And so there's a whole bunch of stuff in this bill that talks about legitimately unlawful business practices, like. Um, I don't know, false advertising for a product or service, uh, undisclosed affiliations, unproven benefits. So this would prevent the snake oil salesman from being like, this will grow your hair back. Um, State of the product is new or used. It's like if someone receives something that's obviously used, this would make that illegal. So I agree with that. Um, Fairly representing the style of the brand. They can't sell Prado things and claim that they're Prada, you know. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Darn. Um, (laughs) Disparaging or misleading information about another brand. So you can't do a smear campaign against another brand. Okay. Uh, False promotion or repair or a new part. So like if you took this to a car place and they said, oh, you totally need a new, you know, thingamajigger. Yeah. You can't lie saying that you need a new part for something Promising things like discounts, but then not delivering it. Basically, if you promise a discount, you got to deliver. Um, or selling or leasing stuff that is not lawfully yours to sell or lease. So, like, <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff. In I this can't little... lease your house out in exactly. California. Okay. There's actually there's been lots of Craigslist scams where people would try to lease out houses that ha- have just been vacant for a long time. You're kidding! Mm-mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Wow. So, but they do it to kind of get the person's information because they're filling out an application for the house. Some of them have gone so far as to give them keys and then have some person angrily come home and be like, what are you doing in our house? (laughs) However, so this bill actually adds to the list of unlawful practices, the exchange for money, for goods and services, anything that would be what is referred to as conversion therapy or aversion therapy, anything basically that's intended to uh, change someone's sexual orientation. Or change their behavior. Or change their behavior, Uh yeah. We'll get to that. Yes, we will get to that. (laughs) So uh, this is uh, what it says. AB 2943, so that's the law. Are you going to read it? I'm going to read the... Okay, I'm not reading the... Wake me up when you're done. (laughs) I'm (laughs) not reading the whole thing, but I'm reading certain selected parts. Okay. 
So unlawful business practices. So this is the addition, the new amendment. Sexual orientation change efforts. So this is also uh, known as SOCE. So I might say SOCE or maybe I'll just say SOCE. Existing law, the Consumer Legal Remedies Act. So first off, the Consumer Legal Remedies Act, that covers any consumer who experiences damage as a result of partaking in a product or service. And so, like, you know, if someone buys something, you know, if they buy the Red Rider, Rider BB gun and they do shoot their <laughs> eye out, so this protects the consumer. What's that from? That's from... That's from Christmas Story. Christmas Story, yes. So, that yeah. That would be so funny. The leg lamp. So that, that law already exists, but this makes unlawful certain unfair methods of competition and unfair or deceptive acts or practices mm. undertaken by any person in a transaction intended to result or which results in the sale or lease of goods or services to any consumer. Existing law currently authorizes any consumer who suffers damages as a result of these unlawful practices to bring an action against that person to recover damages, Mm -hmm. among other things. Mm -hmm. Existing law prohibits mental health providers, as defined from performing sexual orientation change efforts as specified with a patient under the age of 18. So it's already illegal to do any kind of SOCE with patients under the age of 18. Yes. So existing law requires a violation of this provision to be considered unprofessional conduct and subjects the provider to discipline by the provider's licensing entity. So basically, if you do engage in any sexual orientation change efforts and you are licensed practicer, Mm -hmm. uh, you will experience discipline. Mm -hmm. This bill would include as an unlawful practice prohibited under the Consumer Legal Remedies Act, advertising, offering to engage in or engaging in sexual orientation change efforts with an individual. So now they're not saying nobody under the age of 18. They're saying everybody. Everybody. Nobody can do this. And does this apply just to licensed professionals or does this apply to ministers as well according to this and we'll get into some of the details it's any time a goods or goods or services are exchanged for money money okay so mm-hmm. there's a, some kind of exchange of money yeah they call it a transaction but and and we talked about this earlier you and I did did this does this account that would tithing fit in with this yes and that's where I, I don't ambiguous yeah, it's ambiguous okay. yes it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the people of the state of California do enact as follows. So I'm going to read kind of the first page of this. The legislature finds and declares the following. A. Contemporary science recognizes that being lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender is part of the natural spectrum of human identity and is not a disease, disorder, or illness. Mm. B. The American Psychological Association convened the Task Force on Appropriate Therapeutic Responses to Sexual Orientation. This task force conducted a systematic review of peer-reviewed journal literature on sexual orientation change efforts and issued a report in 2009. This task force concluded that sexual orientation change efforts can pose critical health risks Mm -hmm. to lesbian, gay, and bisexual people including confusion, depression, guilt, helplessness, hopelessness, shame, social withdrawal, suicidality, substance abuse, stress, disappointment, self-blame, decreased self-esteem, and authenticity to others, 
increased self-hatred and loss of friends and potential romantic partners, problems in sexual and emotional intimacy, sexual dysfunction, high-risk sexual behaviors, and a feeling of being dehumanized and untrue to self, a loss of faith, and a sense of having wasted time and resources. So according to the APA, doing their systematic review, these are all the things that result when you try to do sexual change efforts. Or you try to repress yeah. your or sexuality. Your, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and also the APA also, it says it advises parents, guardians, young people, and their families to avoid sexual orientation change efforts that portray homosexuality as a mental illness or developmental disorder and to instead seek psychotherapy, social support, and educational services that provide accurate information on sexual orientation and sexuality increase family and school support, and reduce rejection of sexual minority use. So the accurate information would be listed in the A, which was that lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender is part of the natural spectrum of human identity. Mm-hmm. The natural spectrum mm-hmm. of human identity. Interesting. So the, the next several pages lists all sorts of different organizations. We've how about got. being anti? Not, how, how about having gay feelings and not wanting to be gay? Uh, they don't really it, go into that. I think that is where they would encourage it, someone encourage someone to accept who they really are. And that's the only kind of therapy you could give. Is to, and, the, the, and the young person is saying, but I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. It's actually limiting choice. It, it, it is limiting choice. And one of the problems that we see is the same people that are arguing for this kind of legislation are also the ones that um, are out there talking about uh, sexual fluidity, right. saying that it, there's tons of studies. If you want to Google just the, fa- the phrase sexual fluidity, okay. finding that people can change their orientation throughout right. life. But right. this legislation is kind of making it as if it's an immutable aspect of a person that cannot be changed, but at the same time recognizing that people change. They kind of want someone to be able to choose their own identity at any point in their life, but not to have any help from anyone else unless it's help. What if someone was heterosexual and they didn't want to be? What would they do? I guess a child? technically under this, the, that that would be banned as well. Wow. So, because I think it's just any kind of sexual orientation change. So it it lists a a bunch of statements, formal statements by American Psychological Association, the American Psychiatric Association, Mm. the American Counseling Association, the American Psychoanalytic Association, Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, the Pan-American Health Organization, American Association of Sexuality Educators, and the American College of Physicians. And so all of the statements from all of these people are all talking about the harm that is inflicted by the so-called uh, reparative therapy, conversion therapy, or sometimes mm-hmm. aversion therapy. What's reparative therapy? So the therapy. reparative therapy, I think it's the idea of they're repairing the the, the sexuality the or broken something. Sexuality. Or, or just maybe the per- which I don't this one's kind of confusing. I talked with Sue Bolin when we were there and she's like, I don't know how they can use this phrase. Isn't all therapy reparative? Reparative. Yeah. It's like people go to therapists because they, they feel broken. Yeah, because they feel broken. Something's gotta get fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do have to say that this idea of conversion therapy, it's like I bristle at the name and I know people who are engaging in services that are meant ministries that are for Uh people experiencing 
unwanted same-sex attraction. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Christians. they do not like the word uh, conversion therapy. Right. Because it, it harkens back to the old days. It, well, it harkens back to the old days, and it also makes... If you're converting from one thing to another, it's almost like saying this was your identity and we're going to convert you to a different identity. Right. Really, the only kind of conversion therapy that should be going on is going from being a non-believer to a to believer. A believer, yeah. That's the main identity that we'll, we're converting from. And so, right. but just, yeah, the conversion therapy, they did a lot of really nasty things. Like they would they would do stuff, something called aversion therapy right. where they try to help this person associate any kind of homosexual images with something that's painful or uncomfortable. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where the electroshock would come in, right. where someone sees images of, of... And and this is actually a very materialistic approach. Absolutely. It, it, it's what you would expect from people that don't believe in the soul, mm-hmm. because they think that they could change brain structure, and that would change someone's desires. Yeah. Because all our desires are in our brain. Yeah. Well, I, I think about the verse that talks about um, he who sins, you know, that sin, sexual sin is different because he who sins sexually yeah. sins against himself. And I think um, the book, which you have on your shelf upstairs, which I'm excited about, Sex and the Supremacy of Christ, Yes, uh-huh. mm-hmm. um, it talks about how our sexual identity and our sexuality is just absolutely intricately tied to our ability to see God correctly wow, in our yeah. view of God. And basically, if you have a distortion in one, you'll have a distortion in the other. Yeah. And so there is this element of spirituality. The, the, the deepest relationship is the sexual relationship. And God is supremely relational. So it makes mm-hmm. sense that if you are distorted in that view, it's going to well, just as, as as if you're distorted in your view of your parents. Yeah, I mean, but maybe at a, even a more intimate level. There's a, a quote in that book. Um, it says, "The man knocking on the door of a brothel is unconsciously seeking God." Wow. Because it just talks about how um, that that sexual union is like the closest to the kind of spiritual union that we yeah. can have on this earth. Yeah. And so, anyway, getting off topic there. So, um. The people who are actually seeing success with people who have unwanted same-sex attraction really abhor the idea of conversion therapy, reparative therapy, especially the pray the gay away kind of stuff. Oh, my goodness. Um, And really, they engage in a more just kind of a discipleship model. At least I know that's what they do at Living Hope. Yeah. So we have to admit that they have... That kind of discipleship model that they would do with maybe someone struggling with pornography or someone struggling with drug abuse. Yeah. Well, drug abuse would also have some physical things. But yeah, those sort of things. It's mainly the problem is having an intimate relationship with the Lord. And when you start building that relationship with the Lord, He's the one that changes Stuff all of us, yeah, we like, all have brokenness. Yeah, yeah. it's like uh-huh. we, we should never treat sin as if we're, it's a self-betterment program, as if we can do something to make ourselves better. Right. It's got to be the Lord changing us. Anyway, yeah. so moving on. Um, we're reordering our loves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's a, an article that was in the New York Times titled, I was tortured in gay mm. conversion therapy and it's still legal in 41 states. So this is the kind of emotional rhetoric that's surrounding the idea of conversion therapy. Yeah. Uh, this guy says, for over two years, I sat on a couch and endured emotionally painful sessions with a counselor. I was told that my faith community rejected my sexuality and that I was an abomination that we had heard about in Sunday school, that I was the only gay person in the world, and that it was inevitable that I would get HIV and AIDS. But it didn't stop with those hurtful talk therapy sessions. The therapist ordered me bound to a table to have ice, heat, and electricity applied to my body. I was forced to watch clips on a television of gay men holding hands, hugging, and having sex. 
I was supposed to associate those images with the pain I was feeling to once and for all turn into a straight boy. In the end, it didn't work. I would say that it did just to make the pain go away. Mm. So this is the kind of uh, testimonies that they have people coming out and saying. Although I've heard from at least one individual that when that individual was questioned said, oh, what's the name of this doctor so that we can go after them? They couldn't provide any names. So, And it's anecdotal. Yeah, It's, it's an- like the same thing that they're trying to prevent in these consumer protection is this sort of anecdotal type advertising. They're mm-hmm. using it to build this law. Yeah. I mean, what are the statistics on this? Yeah, yeah. Well, they would say that they have a lot of statistics. So here's moving on in the bill. They say reparative therapists have not produced any rigorous scientific research to substantiate their claims of cure. And I would like to mention the man that I talked to today. His name is Stephen Black, and he has a ministry called First Stone Ministry. And he wrote a book called Freedom Realized. And mm. the reason why he wrote this is he was hearing these, these accusations saying that there was zero evidence for any of this. So he Zero evidence for um, cure. Like, I don't like the way name yeah. cure because it sounds like an illness. But for yeah. someone change, we'll just say for sexual orientation change. Yeah, and a complete change or wh- however that's measured, right? Um, almost, I mean, anyone who works in this knows that you almost never have a complete change. Right. Like, you're still going to struggle with stuff, but... Yeah, because you're a sinner. Yeah, yeah, but there's people who live, um, you know, they have... Uh, husbands and wives and children. Rosaria Butterfield. Yeah, Rosaria Butterfield. one example. But what he did, so what Stephen Black did was he decided to go back through 25 years of of files. And he got a statistician to work with him. Mm. And they looked at 25 years of files and then tried to contact people and do stuff. And what they found is they had like something in the 70% success rate okay. in the, that if someone... And again, these were people who had unwanted same-sex attraction. These were not parents sending their child saying, make my child straight. These were people saying, I feel like the Lord doesn't want me to be, or or, I don't even know if they're a Christian, just saying, I don't want these same-sex attraction. Can you help? Mm -hmm. And I don't think they did what some people do. Oh, yeah, sure. You know, in four months, we'll be going through this. There's no timelines. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. And no, like, you'll be 100% You'll be cured. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not Mm -hmm. going on. Anyway, but if you'd like to read about some success stories with a lot of testimonies and also some statistical research, I recommend that book. And I personally know at least four people who have gone through Living Hope here in Arlington, Texas, gone through their program. Mm -hmm. And I even knew the girl who was the counselor, or she was like the intake supervisor or something yeah, yeah they did some amazing are they work still there. around mm-hmm. okay. yeah of course they're on the uh, southern southern poverty center's hate list or something Aww. list of eight groups Aww. oh dear so the apa recommends that ethical practitioners refrain from attempts to change individual sexual orientation keeping in mind the medical dictum to first do no harm because we just had that whole long list of all the groups saying how much this harmed Um, The potential risks of reparative therapy are great, including depression, anxiety, self-destructive behavior. Since therapist alignment with societal prejudices against Mm. homosexuality Mm. may reinforce self-hatred already experienced by the patient. Mm, That's a little indictment of biblical morality right there. Mm. Mm -hmm. Many patients who have undergone reparative therapy relate that they were inaccurately told that homosexuals are lonely, unhappy individuals who never achieve acceptance or satisfaction. The possibility that a person might achieve happiness in satisfying interpersonal relationships as a gay man or lesbian is not presented. The funny thing with this is as I'm reading it, this doesn't sound like a legal bill. 
Mm-hmm. This sounds like commentary yeah. about something. Yeah, that's what I mean. That this, mm-hmm. it's, wouldn't you say that that's a little bit of an indictment, at least, on social social prejudices? That's kind of like traditional yeah. value, traditional morals yeah. on this. This reads more like a journal article and not a bill. Yeah, it's, it's actually a lot better prose, <laughs> even though I don't agree with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they talk about aversion therapy, which is what we talked about. That's kind of like negative classical conditioning against homosexuals. Which is awful. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff is horrible. Yep. So conversion therapies assume that homosexual orientation is both pathological and freely chosen. I don't know anyone yeah. from Living Hope or from uh, the other place. It's called original sin. <laughs> Did we freely choose? <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't believe that homosexual individuals necessarily chose this orientation. Right. Um, they think that it was, you know, they have they have a whole thing that they go through. But yeah, to say that someone chose this, that's just uninformed yeah so clinicians should also be aware that there's no evidence that sexual orientation can be altered through therapy and the attempts to do so may be harmful again i would point to the stephen black book um so this is this is again all the the list of groups that i mentioned that they're all making these formal statements so we'll pass we'll pass through those and we'll get to where we start actually talking about what the bill is trying to do so this is it's like they're introducing all this support for the bill okay in a journal-like way, and so now let's get to when they're talking about fraudulent business practices. Okay, the legal language. Yeah, the legal language. So courts, including in California, have recognized the practice of sexual orientation change efforts as a commercial service. Commercial meaning people pay money for this. Mm -hmm. Therefore, claims that sexual orientation change efforts are effective in changing an individual's sexual orientation may constitute unlawful, unfair, or fraudulent business practices under state consumer protection laws. This bill intends to make clear that sexual orientation change efforts are an unlawful practice under California's Consumer Legal Remedies Act. And so this is some organization advertising that they can change your sexual orientation in six easy steps. Yeah. But do we know any that do that? I mean, there maybe there are. Be. Yeah, yeah. There, there so might that be. would be okay, a legitimate thing to, yeah, yeah, to get away with. Um, so this, this, um, but it's strange that we'd need a law to yeah. anyway. Well, okay. yeah. So California has a compelling interest in protecting consumers from false and deceptive practices that claim to change sexual orientation, and in protecting consumers against exposure to serious harm caused by sexual orientation change efforts. And this is, of course, based on all the evidence provided by all these, you know, associations. So moving on, it says down here, uh, sexual orientation change efforts means, and this is where they're going to define it, practices that seek to change an individual's sexual orientation. That's kind of a duh. This includes efforts to change behaviors or gender expressions. Those are the keywords. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or to eliminate or reduce big deal sexual or romantic attractions or feelings towards individuals of the same sex. That's no longer SOCE. That's actually you could be counseling. That's no. That's no. That's actually. Co- that's even broader. Yeah. That's saying people that advertise we can help you cope with your, not act on your sexual, because, okay, say you're a Christian mm-hmm. and you believe you cannot act on your sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. You need help and support and not being living a celibate life. Yeah. So that falls under there, it, which is strange to me. If they were so concerned about these obviously very harsh 
the electroshock, mm-hmm. very just very um, like extreme. You, extreme. Why did they specifically outlaw? that yeah why did they make this so broad yeah and something that you just brought up the fact that this uh, this so this one right here i'm gonna read it one more time just so we can really get the full sexual orientation change efforts means any practices that seek to change an individual's sexual orientation this includes efforts to change behaviors or gender expression or to eliminate or reduce sexual or romantic attractions or feelings towards individuals of the same sex. Reduce is the keyword there. And the other keyword would be behavior. So someone could say, I'm gay, and I'm probably going to stay that way, so I need help. um, But I don't want to be. Yeah, I I need help learning how to just not act on my feelings. The, The danger that I see in here is once, once pedophilia is labeled a sexual orientation, this now would outlaw the ability to say you need to change that behavior. Oh my goodness, wow. I'm just thinking about that. I didn't think about that until you kind of pointed out the whole behavior aspect. Yeah, and it says reduce. So it's not... It, okay, I understand eliminate, mm-hmm. but reduce. And again, this is the advertising, mm-hmm. but they're being way broad. But it, they start out sounding like they want to specifically get these very horrible things that we would all agree with. Yeah. Why are they just targeting that? It's uh, just... yeah. Well, it's because they had all that list of all the people that said these these therapies harmed people, so therefore we're going to do away with all well, therapies. And also that they have judged that sex, this kind of thing is hum- normal. Is and normal. Natural. And yeah. so anything, basically, implicit in that is that anything that's calling it immoral or sin is actually causing the depression. Yes. And yeah. And that's that's the assumption. So uh, two under this sexual orientation change efforts does not include. Psychotherapies that A, provide acceptance, support, and understanding of clients, or the facilitation of clients coping, social support, and identity exploration and development, including sexual uh, sexual orientation neutral interventions to prevent or address unlawful conduct or unsafe sexual practices, and B, do not seek to change sexual orientation. So it's it's lawful for you to affirm it and... um, and to help them cope maybe with the uh, difficulties they have from their sexual orientation, but not to do anything that, even if they ask you to. You know, this is the thing that is so heartbreaking to me. So if I were a counselor in California, I am in that because I love people. It is a hard job. You are working with people and you want to try to help them. And then all of a sudden they're telling you, if someone comes to you and is completely just really struggling and mm-hmm. don't they don't want to have these feelings you can't help them uh-huh. they're tying your hands you're the, under threat of going out of business but mm-hmm. you know what you care about more that person yeah. that's the whole reason why you went into the business is to help those people yeah. and those are the people that they're ending up hurting the very people they think they're helping yeah it's just, it's heartbreaking. Well, they would probably say the percentages are different. They'd probably say for, you know, every person that's helped by this, there's, you know, thousands more that are hurt, that are harmed by it. So, well, as Christians, we say everyone is harmed. Yeah, we would. So next it's going to go into seven, uh, section 1770. And so this is the section that I believe people got in an uproar saying that they're banning the Bible, which no, they're not banning yeah. the Bible. But it's um, a possibility, But right? there is a possibility of banning the sale of the Bible that's yeah. open in this language, which I would not expect them to go after, of course, immediately, because they're, they're going to wait till every everybody sounds like 
crazy folk saying, oh, they're doing this. And they're going to be like, you're so stupid. And then years later, we'll yeah. say, well, technically this is what the... When, when, the, when our ADD culture has forgotten. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this says, the following unfair methods of competition or unfair or deceptive acts or practices undertaken by any person in a transaction intended to result or that results in the sale or lease of goods or services to any consumer are unlawful. So this is just saying selling, uh, you know, the, the exchange of money for any kind of goods or services. And now it lists a whole long thing. And that was kind of the list that I think I had mentioned before about, you know, the unproven benefits and the advertising and selling without adequate supply. Like, who yeah, yeah. was it? There was some place that was advertising as a certain type of sauce. Like, it was like McDonald's. They were saying they had a certain type of sauce, but they had a very limited amount, and people freaked out. Or, but it would keep, like, uh, if you yeah, had yeah. one TV that was, you know, really, really cheap advertising that so everybody comes, but you only have one of them. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, those are legitimate fraudulent business practices, and there's a whole bunch of stuff about what you can and can't do with um, with veterans, because apparently veterans are getting snowed all the time. Aww, so that's one, two, three, four... So about five pages on all these, but then right here, right in between the mandatory made in California sticker and <laughs> a thing saying that mortgage brokers can't use a home improvement contractor, right in between there. Oh, um, very, very related. Yes. Uh, in an article or something 28, line 28, I'm not sure. Um, it says 28. Advertising, offering to engage in, or engaging in sexual orientation change er efforts with an individual. So remember, this is goods or services that do this. This is right here where the whole thing with the Bible could come in. Because if yeah. you have a good or service that advertises any kind of sexual orient change, uh, orientation change efforts, I'm, I'm just going to read um, the verse that came to mind when I... Mm. saw that. So it's 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor slanderers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And that is what some of you were. Mm. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were uh, justified in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. That verse right there is saying that this was someone's identity and now their identity has changed. So that right there technically falls under the banner of advertising, offering to engage in, or engaging in sexual orientation change efforts wow. within an individual. And there's other verses that they could use. But this is the one that I was thinking of, the one where he specifically says kind of this list and includes that and says, yeah. this is what some of you were. Yeah. He's not advertising. No. But it's it's a statement of fact, but it can be viewed as a form of advertisement. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. If it's, okay. So, and we wanted to talk a little bit just in our, you know, the way we like to do with Mama Bear, what does this bill get right? Because it's like, we don't want to just completely <coughs> demonize it as being all horrific, um, so first off, I think there's a lot of bad stuff going on there where someone is trying to force someone who identifies as gay to be straight. Cause I really think you're taking the symptom 
Mm-hmm. And you're focusing all your attention on the symptom. Yeah. And people are allowed to, you know, parents are allowed to do that against someone's wishes. And I, I, I don't think that's wise. I'm it's, not going to say it's right or wrong. It's just not wise. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just unwise. Um, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And very few people can pray the gay away. Because once you start really wading through what's going on in homosexual homosexuality, there's part of it that is a spiritual issue, and then there's part of it that's physiological yeah. and that's built in, and then, of course, some that's psychological. And so praying is awesome for dealing with that spiritual stuff, but we live in a fallen world. Yeah. You know, I've, I have prayed over my kidneys lots of times, and I have mm-hmm. never gotten a new kidney. Mm-hmm. That's part of living in the fallen world. So thinking that, and there's some people, maybe that worked for them. I, I, I can't say, but... In general, it's an unwise... It's a very complex thing, and you can't yeah. say it one size fits all. Yeah, and yeah. for someone who generally or genuinely is wanting to get rid of this same-sex attraction to be promised, oh, if you just pray enough, it'll go away. Yeah, That's... and if it doesn't go away, then there's something wrong with you. It's yeah. kind of like what I remember Johnny Erickson Tata. She was told by the faith healers mm-hmm. that if she did not... If God did not heal her, she, she was paralyzed from the neck, neck down. down. Uh-huh. She didn't have enough faith. Oh, it was yeah. her fault. So I can see that's that's that abusive our, for anyone. That's our last podcast, though. You know, does God promise to heal? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot we talked about that. That was so long ago. I know. I know. <laughs> so um, very few people choose to experience same-sex attraction. So I think this is good for the church to recognize. It's like a lot of times they'll say, well, that's the lifestyle that they chose. Well... Yes and no. It, it's yeah. it's. I don't think anyone chooses saying I want to be homosexual, yeah. and so there's well, just and we live in a culture that's very confused about those things. Yeah, and it's not like homosexuality is new. It's mm-hmm. been around. Yeah, it was very accepted in Greek culture. So yeah. when you're in a culture that's very accepting, it creates confusion. Yeah, yeah, and so I think this is good in the sense that like I think it's might be taking away people doing. Things that will do actually Ignorant. cause yeah. more harm than good. Yeah. But so what does it get wrong? There's a little bit longer list here. It's going to make us be more loving and more wise. Yeah. Yeah. Which so is a good thing. What does it get wrong? So first off, I'd say it assumes that any sexuality is completely outside our control. And yeah. I would advise to, uh, if, if any of the you know, moms or other listeners would like to go into this, I would say uh, mm. Google sexual fluidity. And you can go to even uh, Google, what's it? Um... Google Scholar and mm. see the number of journal articles talking about the way sexuality can change. So you can't say that it's static and you, you can't say that it's both unchangeable and changeable at the same time. Right. So I it's think, incoherent. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> schizophrenic. And I think it disregards legitimate work done or by organizations like First Stone Ministries. That's mm-hmm. the one in Oklahoma with uh, Stephen Black, which I just was introduced to them actually today by Sue Bolin, who's on the board of directors with Living Hope. Living Hope in Arlington, Texas, I have lots of experience with them. Mm. And I just think they're fabulous. And I know at least four people who have gone through their program who are just living joyful, joyful they're lives. They're doing the work that needs to be done, but there's going to be more and more need for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the again, yeah, like the First Stone Ministries, they found around a 72% success rate. I think that's what it is. I think that's what he said. I need to double check that. Um, but again, these therapies didn't focus on changing the gay, but rather on creating someone who is a disciple of Christ and allowing the Lord to do the work. So this is not a psychological approach whereby we're attempting to change someone's psychology. It's a spiritual approach where the person's just falling more in love with God and his spirit changes them, which that's kind of a mystery to 
to us as believers. Well, just like in that list that you read from Paul, there mm-hmm. wasn't just men having sex. There were there was other people. There were yeah. swindlers. There were drunkards. thieves. There were drunkards. All of those people were had, went through that yeah that transformation. Mm-hmm. So some of the common questions to the bill, or did you want to did you want to read the David French quote? Yes. Yeah, so um, David French is a lawyer. He writes for National Review. Um, I read. I like to read his stuff. I read a lot of it in the last election. His wife, Nancy French, is, is really good as well. But he wrote um, something really important. So he got in trouble because he was one of the first ones to, um, to flag this. And he tweeted something, and then people were just jumping all over him because he was saying that because of the broad terms of this, it is possible that the Bible could be banned. So what he said was that this bill covers efforts that try to change behaviors or gender expressions or to reduce or eliminate sexual romantic attraction. So just what Hillary and I were talking about. David French notes that this definition is far, far broader than the traditional definition of so-called reparative therapy, which is the effort to change a person's romantic feelings toward the other sex. Okay, so this goes beyond just sexual orientation changing. It now includes efforts to change mere behavior. And so like if someone wanted to become celibate. Mm-hmm. Um, in other words, if, for example, a sexually active gay man or woman sought counseling not to change their orientation, but rather to become celibate, then the services and goods provided in the effort would violate this statue. Mm. And this is important. If parents faced a child who is identifying as a person of the opposite sex, then services and goods making the argument that, for example, they should persist in calling their daughter she and withhold life-altering hormone treatment in part because most children exhibiting symptoms of gender dysphoria actually do desist, this also would be come under this bill yeah. and it would be illegal. Yeah. That's a pretty broad umbrella of what it's of what it's prohibiting. Um, and again, like I, I know that there are people who are trying to change pedophilia to a legitimate sexual orientation. And if oh, that is gosh. to go through, then this bill would actually apply to that. And so not only would we not be able to try to change someone's sexual orientation towards te- pedophilia, but we would not be able to counsel someone on how to refrain yeah. from those behaviors. How would you do with children who had been victims of pedophilia? You know, <sighs> you know, this is just... This is opening up a can of worms. Oh, yeah. The can of worms is here. So, okay. So these are some of the common questions I've seen people ask. Will this prevent people who want sexual orientation change efforts from getting it? So if if someone wants wants a counselor that will help them with this, will this prevent them from getting it? And unfortunately, the answer is yes. Yes. If there is any money that is exchanged for any good or service, and that good or service promotes or promotes the possibility of change then that good or service is labeled fraudulent so if you have a book that uh, says that sexual orientation can be changed that is outlawed if you have a counselor who says that sexual orientation can be changed that is outlawed it has to exchange hands so this is where if there's no money that exchanges hands for it that's a technical way of getting around this law so if you can give someone a book but you can't sell someone a book oh okay okay um so that that's where it comes up could this law ban the bible so that's the one that everybody's you know freaking out about so we're gonna say not yet not yet but it says the sale of this law could potentially ban the sale of bibles Mm -hmm. and so section 3 1770 of the civil code states 
The following methods of unfair or deceptive acts or processes undertaken by any person in a transaction intended to result or that results in the sale or lease of goods or services to any consumer are unlawful. And then it says, you know, advertising, offering to engage in or engaging in sexual orientation change efforts with an individual. So if a good or service advertises or offers someone help in changing their sexual orientation, it is illegal if money changes hands. That's Mm -hmm. the big thing. Mm -hmm. So, but that would raise the question of what about if this was, um, you know, someone in the church that Mm -hmm. was doing it? Well, could they start coming after, does this person tithe to the church? So Mm -hmm. if someone needed to make sure to stay free of that, maybe they would find a different church that they don't attend and receive the counseling there um, because that way there is absolutely no exchange of money. So I guess that would technically get around it. Um, I think that more than anything, this sends a very strong message to people that are struggling with their feelings Mm -hmm. that it's actually not okay to struggle. You should just give in. But it also limits their choice we talk about activists today really we we worship choice yeah this is limiting because if somebody wants to choose Mm -hmm. chooses to to want to control this and not have these desires they can't get help well the argument that they would give is that this choice would be they are choosing something that will harm them yeah well that's what that that's their reasoning Uh because they are convinced that that is what's causing the depression and uh-huh. everything. Yeah. So yeah. this would be kind of like, uh, to them, they see this as... They're helping someone that can't help themselves. This would be like the bill that requires people to wear seat belts. Right. It's like, I'm helping you protect yourself. Yeah, because you you aren't educated or whatever enough, or you've been indoctrinated or mm-hmm. brainwashed to believe, or you're just... You just don't know, You're, and we're protecting you. So I hope that this discussion and reading some of this um, of this bill for yourself instead of hearing all these secondhand reports is helpful in, in helping you parents know how to prepare for what's coming. Because I just want you to remember that if this is successful in going through in California, then other states are going to follow. Yeah. And so this is something you need to be aware of, especially when it comes to voting time. Please don't resort to scare tactics and Mm -hmm. and things that would make someone kind of averse to hearing a good logical reasoned argument for it but it's definitely it's definitely something we should speak up about but i think it's such a delicate topic and there's already so much emotion around this that we need to make sure that we are not adding fuel to the fire and engaging in more emotion because the more emotion that surrounds it the less people are able to think logically. Yeah, yeah. And so that would just be my encouragement for the parents. So um, I will just pray us out. Okay. Father God, it can sometimes feel a little depressing as we see what's going on in our country, Lord, and the things that are slipping by unnoticed and wanting to help but not sh- being sure what to do to help. Lord, when, uh, when there's legitimate grievances, we mm-hmm. want to stand with those who have been harmed. But when the solutions for these legitimate grievances make us believe that even more harm is going to be caused, yes. Lord, it's like we, we feel caught between two things. Uh, we feel caught between being you know, labeled a hater when our desire is to love and our desire is to show compassion and our desire is to be your hands and your feet, Lord. Mm. We thank you that you have given us... Um, a society where we do have a say 
in the judicial process. We have a say in our politics. We have a say in what is going on in our country, Lord. And I pray that we would not use our voices to scream and shout and defame, but we would use our voices to speak clearly and with compassion Mm -hmm. and with love and with truth, Lord, but in a way that doesn't create more chaos, Lord. I pray that we would just reject anything that would create more chaos. I know, Lord, it's easier to get people on your side when you whip them into an emotional frenzy, Mm -hmm. but may we stay away from that tactic, Lord, because that's not how you worked Um, And that's not how we need to seek to work, Lord. Mm -hmm. Father God, I just pray for the parents who are struggling with this issue with their children. Mm -hmm. Um, I pray that you would give them wisdom. I pray that this podcast would help them form them so that they can know what's actually going on. So that when they receive um, just this this knowledge, Lord, and this education and this understanding of the forces at play, Lord, that they can come to you to seek wisdom uh, as a fully informed citizen. Uh, We pray that your spirit would, again, just be moving mightily. I pray that this bill would not be able to be passed and um, that uh, we as a church would learn how to speak up in love Mm. on this topic, Lord. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. This has been a Mama Bear Apologetics recording. To learn more about Mama Bear Apologetics, please visit us on the web at www.mamabearapologetics.com. Have you been stumped by your kids already? Or maybe you have a nagging question of your own that you think would make a good podcast. Send us an email to askthemamabears at gmail.com and we will do our best. Rise up, ladies. Rise up, Mama Bears. We are all in this together.